Welcome to the Ryan Holt Show. On this show, you can expect the latest, the greatest, and the best curated content on business, marketing, automotive, and lifestyle. Sit back, put in your earplugs, and let's enjoy the ride. Now, as always, I want to make sure you get the best in content that will help you monster your goals, both personally and professionally. I want to keep this conversation going, so please check me out on Twitter, Instagram, and Periscope at RyanHoltz1. And then go over to Facebook.com forward slash RyanHoltz Marketing, and we can chat there too. I also want you to visit www.ryanholtz.ca as this will be where I put my almighty beloved show notes. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, I am proud to bring you the Ryan Holtz Show. Let the beat drop and enjoy. All right. Hey, everyone. Welcome to episode 20 of the Ryan Holt Show podcast. Today, I'm in the lovely uh, Elle's Closet Boutique. Um, before I get into my next guest, uh, I'm super excited to have her on. Uh, literally from uh, $1,200 to two retail stores. I think it's extremely, extremely cool. Um, but I just want to give out some shout outs uh, to some listeners that have been listening to the Ryan Holt Show podcast. We've had tons of good reviews, um, tons of good listenership, and I really, really want to thank everybody for that. Um, but anyways, I'm standing right here, Michelle Bishop, a.k.a. Kelly. I got that name wrong. Um, <laughs> she's a 33-year-old registered massage therapist by trade, um, mother of two, wife, entrepreneur, um, just a, a boss lady that does it and makes it look really, really easy. Um, so, Michelle, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. So, uh, tell us about how you even started this journey. Uh, yeah, so it's kind of crazy. Literally, um, I went to an Easter party and a friend of mine was wearing these leggings and they were ugly yeah. and I couldn't stop staring at them. And I was like, why is she wearing those? And the more I kept staring at them, I started falling in love with them. And I was like, those are fantastic. And then at the end, it turned out she was selling these leggings. So I went to her house the next day and I bought a pair and I was hooked. I'm like, I love these things. They're amazing. They're like crazy patterns. Um, so I talked to her and she got me set up selling them as well. Okay. And then I started thinking, why am I paying this company to sell me these leggings and then I, and then I'm only making a small profit. Why won't I just order them myself from the wholesalers and make the whole profit? Um, at what moment though, what, what actually made you think that? Like what, like, I mean, just, you know, no business acumen, no business background. Um, like how did you even get into that thought space to do that? I, I, I don't know. It was just like literally Ryan, I was killing it. Like I was, selling thousands of dollars worth of leggings in every, couple, every couple nights. I was going to people's houses and doing this. People come to my house every day to buy them. And I'm like, you know, why am I not making more off of this? I truly don't need this person's help. I can do this myself. Um, so I looked into it and it took a lot to figure out where to get them from. Cause it was kind of scary. Like, I'm like, I don't know where I'm ordering from. I don't know what I'm doing. I had yeah, to yeah. figure out how to even get like a GST number and all that. <laughs> like, I didn't even know how to do that. So, um, yeah, I just decided I figured it out and, uh, cut out the middle guy, I guess you could say. And then people started, well, can you get us tunics? Can you get us scarves? Can you get me this? And then all of a sudden I had this store operating out of my basement. So I started thinking, well, let's get a real store going. Yeah. Obviously yeah. there's a need for it in this town. 
Um, but there wasn't really anything, any retail space available. And this is available. Athabasca, which is like 3,000 people, yeah. small town. Yeah. You said your store is uh, bigger than the one we're standing in here in Kingsway Mall. Yes. I mean, th- I, I just think that, yeah, I know it's a small town, you know, mentality and support local, but it's only 3,000 people. That's still a little risky. So, I mean, what did you think about that? Well, um, I did a lot. I shipped a lot. Um, I was very active on Facebook with it, um, taking pictures. That's sort of yeah. the whole, like, selfie Michelle thing kind of started. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Shipping them, so yeah. I actually had quite a following before I even started the store. Yeah. Um, and then I, when I got the space, it was actually an office space, so it was totally not retail appropriate. Sure. But I just kind of told people like, "This is where we're going to ship out of. This is going to kind of be our warehouse. We'll be here these hours. Come if you want." Um, and then it just was like, clearly, this is going to be a store. We need more space. And then something became available on Main Street within a few months. Yeah. So I'm like, I need this space. I have to go. So I jumped in there, and then a few months later, so a bit the store I'm currently in became available. And I thought I was not ready to move. I was not yeah, ready to yeah. like it was like triple the size of the space I was in. But um, I thought, what when, about, like, what about like when I think of things like that though? It's like, what about cash flow? What about money? Like, where'd you get the finances, the resources? Like, I talk to so many people every single day, and they're like, you know, I really have this venture. I want to start it. You know, I have commitments at home. Mm-hmm. I have to support a household. I have to. There's just so many reasons why not to. Yeah. Uh, and yes, I, I mean, I'm an entrepreneur through and through so I know the reason that you should but for people out there that are hesitant like where do you even start though like I mean you just said hey you know the retail space came open and then you reacted um well I'm I am fortunate that my husband does make pretty good money so we weren't relying on me for an income I couldn't afford to cost us money he's not rich by any means but (laughs) you know he was happy as long as I wasn't costing us money sure so truly I built from that $1,200 box of leggings. It all just, as soon as I made some more money, I invested. I made more money, I invested. I kept putting every penny I made back into the business. I'm still doing that. Um, And I am fortunate that my husband can take care of us financially and that my income isn't essentially needed. Like, hopefully this is our little nest egg. Absolutely. Okay, we're okay right now. And then, I mean, that that kind of segues into the other thing. It's, I always say in entrepreneurship, I mean, a lot of people who will talk you out of doing business uh, are usually the ones that are closest to you, the moms, the sisters, the brothers, the aunties, the uncles. Mm-hmm. They'll always tell you the reasons why not and to play, quote unquote, safe. Um, how intri- How much of an intricate role has your husband played in all this? He, so, yeah, he's been amazing. I wouldn't have done any of this if I didn't have a husband like the husband I have. Yep. He's been my number one supporter the whole time. He's believed in me when I... Um, questioning every choice I make and I always wonder like why why is this working I don't even know what I'm doing why (laughs) is it working and he's like don't question it just keep doing you you're doing it good yeah and honestly if he doubted me this would have ended a long time ago what's his name what's his first name Colby shout out to Colby man I know he's probably the Instagram husband that's taking all the pictures. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's, he's doing all the work and getting no credit. So, you know, we might have to rename this podcast after your husband. So, yeah. mad shout outs. Listen to in the car, man, and know that you're famous now. But uh, uh, enthusiasm, your mom, uh, are you a sister? Do you have siblings? I do. I have two sisters. Your sister, you're a wife, you're an entrepreneur, you're a mentor, you're a leader, you're a follower, you're almost everything. Um, and the world, you know, we were always taught in school to kind of pick a lane and stay in the damn lane, which I totally disagree with. Mm -hmm. Um, How have you managed to take your character and diversify into so many different things and then still keep like really proper and actually still keep taking care of your feet? (laughs) (laughs) Um, I think I get bored really quickly. Um, I like, I thrive on change. I thrive on chaos. Um, 
So it's actually better for me to be like this. When times slow down, I'm, I'm a worrier. Mm -hmm. I always overanalyze everything. I struggle. I worry so much. I'm thankful for my husband because he's the opposite. He's very much like, yeah, it'll all work out. Um, so we balance each other in that sense. But I think if I didn't have so many lanes to be in, I would be lost. Interesting. What, when's your birthday? August 25th. What, what sign does that make you? Uh, Virgo. Virgo. What's mm -hmm. a Virgo like? I, you know, I don't even really know. She's like, like me. Yeah, here you go. <laughs> uh, it's interesting. You Okay, so you're diversifying your character because you get bored. Mm -hmm. It's a really great reason to be successful in life because you're just fucking bored, right? Exactly. Um, <laughs> and I like that. But, I mean, dig deeper into that because it's, it's how have you even managed to be self-aware, introspective enough to figure out who you are, what your strengths are. Um, you know, you're obviously kind of a perfectionist, but as you know, in business, nothing is ever perfect. Yep. So that's automatically a character test. So, I mean, what's things like, what, what are some things that you do to actually keep you in check? Um, I don't, I, that's a tough one. I it's don't a really, good one. It's a good one. I don't even really know what to say to that. I, um, okay, let me give you an example. Yeah. So I, I'm, I'm messaging you on Instagram. It's like all through the day yesterday about this podcast today. Um, it's like eight, nine o'clock at night. And I'm like, Hey, are we still on for two 30? That was like, I don't know, six, seven in the morning. And I'm like, do you sleep? So yeah. like, you don't, it's, it seems like your, your personal and your professional are almost blended. Oh, Cause yeah. it, I mean, I'm talking to him like, is she at home or is she not at home? Is she yeah. at the store? What is she doing? Like, like how, do, how have you centered that? Like, how do you do that? Um, so I wanted like the phone number to the shop is my cell number yeah. um, <laughs> because Yo, I don't that is a huge point right there. Uh, a lot of, well, and, and you know what? I'm going to interject a lot here because I think that, you know, there's pain points that people always ask me. And number one is they'll say, Hey Ryan, how do you, how do you get like success? You know, how do you build a business? How do you do, you know, what you do? And then I start asking them like little character questions. So I'm like, so what are you doing on Sunday? Oh, I don't work on Saturday. Oh, I don't work on Sunday. Yeah, right. So can you tell the world, if you really want to be successful at your craft, like, like what does it take in terms of time? 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Absolutely. Absolutely. No joke. Um, it's tough. And especially being a mom to young girls, it's tough. Um, but I, as much as it's hard, I'm passionate about it. I love it. It's drives me it feeds me mm. um happy customers getting like you can believe the amount of emails and texts and dms i get from people just saying i just wanted to say like thanks for mm. the great customer service and i'm like mm. what you went out of your way to do that for me like and then and that just sets my soul on fire like it makes me incredibly happy to know that somebody cared enough to actually send me a message to tell me good job like uh, in business, we talk a lot about, um, I had Navin on in episode 18 and she was an engineer that yep. was a stay at home mom that, you know, kind of turned into a stay at home mom that does everything but staying at home. Yep. She has her own business now, but we often talk about the equality between women and men in business. How do you feel about that being a woman who's doing business? And this is a huge topic because even if you look online and stuff, you kind of get that, that girl mentality where they're like, yo, girl, boss, hey, ladies, yeah. how's it going? You know, really support and uplift one another. Um, I'm all about empowering. I was raised by a woman. I love women. I think women are fantastic. I mean, you, a woman brought me into this world. Yep. Um, you know, my wife brought my first son, our first child into the world. Yep. It, it plays a huge role. Um, I mean, if, you know, if you come into my relationship, I just say, man, my wife is ever, she's way better than me. I mean, I'm just, <laughs> I'm just here. And, it, but my question is, is what would you say to women out there that take that mentality and say, it, we're not being treated equal, but I'm going to push it out because I think it's a slippery slope between saying, okay, I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to play that card yep. and then I'm going to play it so that I don't succeed. You know, 
I hope I don't make anybody angry over this. Please but, do. Uh, I don't believe there's any difference in men and women. I don't. Um, I am all about the boss babes and, you know, killing it, ladies killing it in the workforce. Um, just because I think it's awesome. Because it, it, the difference is a man goes to work all day long and brings home the bacon and nobody ever says to him, like, oh, wow, amazing, you're raising children and working. Holy, good for you. Mm. But people do it to me all the time. Yeah. How do you do it? How do you be a mom and own a business? You don't ask my husband that, so why are you asking me? Mm. And it kind of annoys me because, mm. you know, he, like he does work away, but when he is home, he is Mr. Mom. He takes Absolutely. care of the kids. And uh, but so I, I just... I don't see a difference. If you do see a difference, you're not applying yourself enough. Interesting. Being a father myself, I can totally attest to this. Even from the pregnancy going all the way until uh, Dejan was delivered, everything was really geared towards the mom. Mm -hmm. Almost so much that the the doctors didn't even know how to react to the dad. Right. And I was very much, as an entrepreneur, I literally made my schedule so that I never missed a moment in my son's life. Mm -hmm. And it's held true to that today, literally. Um... When I hear women do the girl boss thing, I love it. But then I almost think, are you almost doing yourself a disservice? And like you said, I mean, your husband's not getting pat on the back because he's taking care of his kids or or providing for the family. It's almost like it should be expected. Whereas when you do it, it's like some sort of like, wow, this is amazing. Which I think can almost be borderline on like condescending. Well, and you see too, my husband, because he, he is home quite often, like he works two weeks on, two weeks off. So two weeks he's home, he does everything. He takes the girls to school, he takes them to play group and people, he gets quite offended actually because people say to him like, oh, you're such a good dad, look what you're doing. And he's like, <laughs> you would never tell Michelle she's a good mom because she took Abby to school. Yeah. So yeah. why am I so amazing because I was able to get my daughter dressed this morning? Like, And I, I, I appreciate that I married somebody that has that outlook because it's true why should he get a pat on the back because he fed them lunch absolutely it's now a two-way street what do you say to how does you and your husband balance it in your relationship in terms of you're going out there you're doing the marketing you're front and center on your business he's definitely i mean like you said he he provides a great base which Mm -hmm. you know provides a stability but at the same token, you're the one that's going out there and kind of being like the face of everything. Yeah. Meanwhile, he's doing a lot of work. Mm-hmm. And I call it like, you know, grunt work in, the, in terms of what is needed, mm-hmm. but it's not necessarily getting the glamorization that it deserves. Yep. How do you guys juggle that? Um, I, I don't know. He is just, I don't know. He, he, it just, it works for us. We've done it. We've just been working it well. He is kind of happy to be behind the scenes and keeping everything running <laughs> smoothly. He yeah. kind of makes, pokes fun at me at my Insta stories and keeps me like, he, he won't let my head get too big for sure. Interesting. <laughs> okay. So okay. he keeps me grounded in that sense. But, um, so let's get into some, okay. So, the, so we talked about the husband, we talk about a little bit of the family. Let's get into more. So you were a marathon runner. Mm-hmm. Um, you really enjoy doing that. Obviously your new ventures kind of cut into some of that time, which you yeah. mentioned, but what things do you do in terms of like running that keeps you centered, keeps you focused and takes you out of that grind of your business? Cause we know that you could be here 24 seven, 365 yeah. literally, but we know that that would not keep you fresh. So what do you do think, what do you do to keep you, keep yourself fresh? Um, honestly this last year, not much and it's not been good and I can appreciate that. Yeah. Um, I used to run. Running was my thing. It gave me my clarity. But ever since having my second daughter and then the store expanding and branching out into our website, there just truly wasn't time. 
Um, and so I, it's hard too because you say like, what do you do for you to keep you centered? But I love what I'm doing. I don't want to do something else. When I ha- when the girls go to bed at night, I get my glass of wine and I sit there on my Instagram or I'm on my computer and I'm working and it's fun. I don't want to do anything else. Once in a while, Grey's Anatomy can tear me away, <laughs> but that's about it. <laughs> what? Okay, it's interesting. So just to give context, I think I've been on your Instagram. God, I mean, it's been a while, but way before, way before I even started the podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think I actually got on to yours from Jen's. And then I started following, and I liked, the first thing I noticed about the Instagram was, a lot of it was you, yeah. literally you. Yep. So if you go to her Instagram, Elle's, what's, what's your handle? It's Elle's Closet Boutique. Elle's Closet Boutique. You'll notice that you see a lot of Michelle. And I thought Michelle was Elle. And I'm yeah. sure you probably get that a lot. Oh, yeah. So yeah. I mean, it's got to be Elle. So, yeah. so where did Elle come from? So Elle came from Michelle um, ah. and Gabrielle is my daughter. So I just the two of us combined. I'm like, Elle, it works. Um, and then I had a second daughter. And I couldn't find an L name I wanted. <laughs> so she's Gemma Anel, which is Annette is my mother's name. And then L for me. So okay. Anel. Yeah. So if we have another one, I don't even know. <laughs> okay. I like that. Now, Instagram is obviously, it seems like that's where you put a lot of focus. Yep. Um, your Instagram is very engaging. Uh, one thing I look at as a marketer when I look at anybody's account or even when we're doing marketing for clients is, when people are actually posting pictures and then people are leaving comments, is the company or brand actually responding back to them, just saying, hey, thanks so much for your comment, things like that. You respond back to almost everybody who comments on your Instagram. Yeah. How much has Instagram played a role in the branding and then also customer acquisition for your company? Huge. Um, huge. I have so many people coming in and they're like, oh, I follow you on Instagram. And they're like, hey, Michelle, you don't know me, but I follow you on Instagram. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, I have that sweater. And they're like, I know we saw on Instagram. I'm like, there's nothing private about me absolutely, anymore. Absolutely. <laughs> <know> everything. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so, so Instagram, though, for you like what is, what about it do you love and I know even I asked you hey are you on Twitter and you're like well, I'm technically on Twitter but I don't really use it yeah uh, Facebook I notice you have a good following yeah um, and I'm sure, sure you're aware of like hey when you post a photo on Facebook not everybody sees it yeah we call that the Facebook edge rank algorithm are you aware of what that is not nah, no for everybody listening here's a good marketing freebie when you post on your Facebook page Facebook has on a business page Facebook has something called the edge rank algorithm which is basically for free, let's say you had 5,000 people that post, only about 13% of those people are going to see them, see the post at any given time. Right. So you'd have to pay for the other 87%. Right. Okay. So that's why Facebook says, hey, if you want everybody to see it, boost it, target it, et cetera, et cetera. Right. So you'll notice that if you have X, Y, I think you have like 4,000 something yeah. on your Facebook. Yep. If you post, you're like, interesting. I don't get a lot of love on it for the number that I have in terms no. of followers. So I actually have um, Elle's Closet VIP page. Okay. I started it Ooh. because I noticed like I had so many people commenting all the time and, and then I just died and nobody ever, and the people would be like, I didn't even see your post. I didn't even see your post. So I created this page and it changed my life within like a week I had 6,000 followers and it stayed there because I thought you know people people add people they're gonna like they kind of want to be in this stupid group and they're gonna leave but no it stayed steady there for oh gosh I don't remember is that an actual page or is that like a group it's a group so you have to be invited to it like it's hidden but I will often share things 
from the VIP page, and then people will be like, oh, there's a VIP page, and then they request to get added to it. So which do you put more focus on, the VIP page or the your VIP actual page. L page? Um, L's only really gets, because whatever I showed, share to Instagram, I can share on Facebook at the same time, right? Just click the button and it goes to Facebook. Okay. But then okay. I will copy-paste it, go into my VIP page. Plus, if you're on my VIP page, I do lots of giveaways. I give out free discount codes, okay. things for being a VIP person. Interesting. So. so what prompted you to do the VIP page? It's very smart. It's almost like a workaround. Yeah. Um, Michelle's doing some uh, retail marketing hacks. <laughs> I like it. I like it. <laughs> well, it just frustrated me when I had customers messaging me and being like, I didn't even see that post. Like, I didn't know you had this. And I, I don't mean like one or two. I mean like multiple people. Yeah. People that have been following me for since the beginning. Yeah. And they're not seeing my post. And I'm like, what the heck? And then I would put money into it. And it was still like, meh, you know, 30 likes. Yeah, yeah. Whereas I can put something on my VIP page and get 100 likes and 30 comments and it costs me nothing. Yeah. And I know that the people who want to see it are seeing it. So... It's, yeah, it's been great. Okay, so if you are, again, everybody listening to the show right now, please write that down. It's a huge takeaway. Um, if you're not having traction with your main Facebook page, perhaps you want to do a group, you are you made the group private. Yeah. Is there any specific, like, um, little tidbits you could give out there, like, in terms of how you created the group? Is there certain settings that you use? Is there certain, like, thought process that went into it? Because I think that's really remarkable. You got, like, 6,000 people in this group. And everybody stayed. Yeah. So, like, what do you do? Like, um, I well, to to get people to the group, yeah. I did. I think it was like a hundred dollar gift card. Um, you, the the amount of people that you added, you got that many entries in to get, win this hundred dollar gift card. Maybe it was two hundred. I don't know. Um, but oh my gosh, like my phone was literally like just blowing up, and I'm like, holy smokes! And people stayed engaged in it. And like, I do live videos. I do product reviews. Like there was one point I brought a product in and I raved about it. And I was like, yes, get this. Like we brought it in. It's amazing. And then I tried it um, a second day and it was horrible. And Mm. I was like, I cannot sell this. I cannot. So I went live again and said, I'm sorry, I was Mm. wrong. Come back, get your money back. Um, We still have some available for sale. I'll sell it to you at cost if you want to try it because it was a hot Mm -hmm, item. mm -hmm. Um, So people still bought it at cost because they just wanted to try it. But I think because I can be more engaged on there and people can see, like, she does care. She doesn't, she's not just trying to make money. She told us the product was great. Then she apologized and gave us our money back. Interesting. So it's. And are you only in the group? Like, we talk about content marketing a lot, especially in retail, is. Do you post things that have nothing to do with your business? Or are you mostly just plugging your own business? Mostly. Every once in a while, if my kids do something super awesome, yeah. I might post How, that. Why but do you think you get away with that? Just talking about you and your business. I don't know. No, but it's a good thing. It's, it's good. But no, no, no. And I, um, I, don't mean this as a, I don't mean this as a bad way. I actually mean it in a very, very good way. Mm-hmm. But I, if, I think this... I, I look at your Instagram account and I'm like... If this was anybody else, I might just think it was like redundant and yeah. annoying. Yeah. However, because of the way you're doing it and your personality, it's so sincere. And I wonder how you do that. And I know you, because you're standing here right now and you're a very, very humble person. And I, I really respect that. But this is all about you. And I mean, when these listeners, I mean, I'm really trying to dial in because... How do you do that? Like, and really think about it. Because I know you wake up and say, hey, I'm just doing my thing, right? I mean, I, you know, I don't put a lot of thought into it. Yes, you do subconsciously. Yeah. You couldn't just get here without putting a lot of thought into it. And we, I want to know, like, those subconscious thoughts that get you here. Because 
we're talking what three years ago? Yeah, yeah. Three you years were ago. in a basement, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. And I'm standing here at Kingsway Mall, in a retail space, with you. Yeah. That's amazing. It is. Not to mention you drove an hour and a half from Athabasca this morning. Yes. So um, like, let it out. I it's think so beautiful. It Just stands talk down. about you. I am it's a amazing. people pleaser. Okay. I hate confrontation. And you're I, emotional. I'm emotional. Can see in your eyes. I'm a very emotional person. I hate when people are mad at me. Do you cry I, a lot? I do. Good. That's so good. I do. I'm a big so crier. So do I. I hate if people don't like me. I And I try not to be like, I try hard to be like, don't, Michelle. Like, you can't. Not everybody's going to like you. That's fine. But I just sincerely don't like it if somebody doesn't like me and it bugs me and I don't like it if somebody doesn't like my business it upsets me and mm. I take it personally mm. which is hard as a business owner so you know Beauty Kiss by Kelly mm-hmm. um, her and I work very closely together she runs space off me and um, does her makeup thing here mm-hmm. she's a lifesaver in the fact that she is very like this is business this is personal mm-hmm. so I will come to her and cry and be like this person doesn't like me and she's like get over it like it's okay you're fine I like you keep going um, so she kind of and my husband been in the same way they kind of remind me like not everybody's gonna love you Michelle and that's okay but I think that's what drives me is that need to make people happy the need to make people like me you got like a little cheerleading crew over here I mean this is the benefit about being in a retail store doing a podcast it's it's interesting and I have to say Michelle I think you've challenged me because I'm so I have ADD to the max so every time I see somebody walk by it's hard for me to always stay focused so I think this is a, a testament but um I I really like what you said and I think that in terms of caring what people think about you mm-hmm. it's a slippery slope because yep. and we swear on this podcast, I really don't give a fuck about what people think about me. I and wish I could be more like and that. It, it, I've done some really innovative things um, that stem from the fact that I just don't give a shit about what you think. Um, and if you were to ask ten people about me who don't know me personally, because I think I'm very different personally. Um, but if it was professionally, I think you get five that would couldn't stand me, and then five that just absolutely love me. But you would never get any in between opinion. And I always say in life, if you are going to do anything in life, I never ever want to be somebody that like nobody had any opinion of. You True. have to be like, you have to be thought of even to be ignored, mm-hmm. right? So yeah. I mean, we do this, but like, think about what you're doing right here. I mean, you have a guy that's like, yo, man, we're doing a podcast in your store. I can guarantee in all of the city of Edmonton, maybe even Western Canada, there ain't nobody doing a podcast in a retail store right now. Yeah. That's pretty unique. It is. Right? It's pretty awesome. Pretty awesome. Yeah. But at the same token, it's like these are the kinds of things that the, that, that kind of influence and impact the world to do different things. Mm-hmm. And for you, so if you care about what people think, how do you separate that when you, not everybody loves you? Um, and not everybody loves you. That's Just a statistically lie. proven. No. <laughs> everybody loves her. Everybody loves her. I'm just reading. I'm just. I'm just reading these shirts over there. It says "Babes Who Brunch," and then this is wine in making me awesome. Is this this this, this wine, wine in me? This wine is making. This me wine awesome. is making me awesome. So I'm having all these little subliminal like affirmations around the store. It says "Elle's Closet Boutique." So I love it. But what would you say to that? How do you separate it? Ah. Uh, I don't. Um, I, I, I don't, and then I do. I take it all in, and I, I let it beat me up a little bit inside, and then I charge forward. And it's, it, I guess the haters are going to hate, and I guess I... What do you I, say to the haters? I don't say much. I just... Uh, the haters mean just as much as the ones who are supporting, and I'll tell you why. 
it's mandatory for us to, we need those people. Yeah. And we need those people because it reinforces that you're actually doing some shit. Mm-hmm. Oftentimes, the people who have an opinion or will hate are, for the better, you know, lack of better terms, not as educated in what they even have an opinion about. Right. Nor do they know the whole story behind it. But they also are sitting on the sidelines. Right. It's so easy to point fingers and be like, yo, you know what? You shouldn't have bought that inventory. You should have bought that inventory. Yeah. You should have paid this lease. You didn't pay that. Why'd you, why'd you get a spot here? You should have been over there. Right. Really easy to talk mm-hmm. shit mm-hmm. when you're not even in the game. Yeah. No, and it's true. And I, I get a lot of that. I get a lot of, uh, what? Why'd you do this? Why didn't you do that? You should bring this in. You really need to do that. And I just, at first, at first it really hurt. And I took it personally and I was like, why? Like, why are you doing? Like, I am picking all this out. So it is kind of personal. Mm. Um, But then I realized not everybody's going to love what I pick. Not everybody's going to love what I bring in. And that's okay. Um... And I'm, I'm learning to just let it roll off me like mm-hmm. butter. And mm-hmm. I'm like, whatever, it's, it's okay. I, I will admit I do still take it personally for a little bit, beat myself up. But you and then still I'm like, you know move what? forward. Yeah. That's the difference with you and many. Like some people get a comment or, the, or a bad review or, or just, you know, hastiness. And it literally dents them. And then they literally stop. There's no forward movement. And I always mm-hmm. say, like, don't confuse movement with progress because you can move side to side backwards. Mm-hmm. But that means you're not getting anywhere. Right. So if you're going to, you know, fuck up, fuck up forward, right? <laughs> yeah. Don't fuck up backwards because <laughs> right. now you're like really fucked, yeah. right? So having said that, how do you do that? Um, I think it, uh, as much as a negative comment or a pause, I should say as much as a positive comment enthuses me to keep going, a negative one does the same because I'm like, okay, that sucked. I'll prove you wrong. Um, and it, it just makes me work harder. Like there was so many people who doubted this retail endeavor. Like they were all like, eh, girl, you don't know what you're doing. And now I'm like, look, I, I did it. I don't know what I'm doing, but mm. I, but I did it. And so the negativity, I am learning to turn it around and make it something that propels me forward. Like you didn't, you didn't think I was you know good enough. What's so amazing about being in business is you could have 99 great reviews, but you always remember the negative one. Oh, right. Isn't that weird? So true. And if I asked you, like, tell me 10 of the 99, you would struggle because you just couldn't remember them. Yep. But if I told you, like, all your negative ones, you're like, oh, it was this, it was this, it was this, it yeah. was this. And it's, I even wonder, like, why why I'm that way. And I'm like, you, like, it's like nine to one in terms of positivity versus negativity. Yep. But in business, I focus on that negativity. And I figured out it's actually a very, very, it, it, you're supposed to do that. And the reason it, we're supposed to do that is, you and I are in business mm-hmm. and you could say, oh, we're type A, type B, type A. I don't really give a shit about that. But you and I are people who are very actionable. So we're like, okay, here's the plan, but let's actually execute on it. Right. Now we care about the negativity because we're people that are constantly trying to strive to do better. Right. And if people are praising, you're like, okay, that's great. Mm-hmm. Thanks mom. You know, thanks everybody. <laughs> I love it. Woo, <laughs> awesome. However, you're like, okay, but that's not really maybe a coaching opportunity mm-hmm. or, or something that's going to challenge me. I make it a habit in my life every single day to do things that make me feel extremely uncomfortable. Yep. And when you become very comfortable being uncomfortable, right? Yeah. So you right now, my friend, are doing something that's extremely uncomfortable. Yes. Being on the podcast, standing in the middle of your store, you got your team watching, you have customers <laughs> coming in and out, there's some sales and transactions happening, but you're doing it. Yep. So how does that make you feel? Happy. I'm proud. Um, I am. I'm proud of myself right now. Like when you first approached me and said, "Like, what would you think about doing this?" I was like, "No, <laughs> no." It was my first reaction. I think your actual response to it was like, "Are you serious?" Yeah, yeah it was. 
I'm like, is this just the way you said it? But it's funny. I don't know you. I don't, I'm only going through the message, but it's so weird now that I met you. It's like, I think I actually got your voice tone right. right. Cause it's like, you're like, are you serious? Like, it's like, I picture your voice going deeper. Like, cause you're like, oh, that's awesome. Are you serious? So I'm like, so I think you actually probably did say it like I that. Did, so yeah. Yeah, like, are you serious? I'm like, yeah. You're like, oh, okay. It kind of, it shocked me. I was like, why? why does he want to talk to me? Um, so I'm proud that you wanted to talk to mm. me um, and that I Well, first it. of all, first of all, we have to make this clear. I thank you for coming on and, and donating the time. I think that time is, is somebody's number one asset that they have. So if you giving me this time is really appreciative and we're going to put in an applause here, clap, 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 but uh, <laughs> thank you for that. Oh, well, yeah, no, thank, thank you. I'm honored. Like, I've been listening to your podcast. I will admit, I was not a podcast listener before. My husband's ah, a big podcast Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and he always told me, like, you should download podcasts. Absolutely. You would love it. You would love it. And I was like, eh, whatever. Um, and then when you approached me, I'm like, okay, well, i got to see what this guy's about. Let and me interject on the podcast thing. Then thank you. But here's the reason why I started the podcast. If we look at marketing and you look at Amazon, mm-hmm. so, right, my, a part of my job every day as a, as a marketing agency owner is we, like, read. I probably read like five to eight hours a day just on what's going on, new technology, new customer trends, customer habits, things like that. Yep. My job is to figure out if you have a product or service, where to place the product or service, who to place it with, yep. and to place it in a way that doesn't actually annoy the fuck out of the person. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully, they'll convert and buy. <laughs> right. That's in a, in a nutshell. However, podcast to me, it's a passive intake of knowledge, which means that I respect your time. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm doing this on video. And video is important too, but that means you'd actually have to look at it and pay really close attention. Right. You have two little girls and you're married and you're running a business. You can literally passively listen to my podcast mm-hmm. throughout your day and it's not interrupting or stealing your time. Yes. I sell time in exchange for your attention. Right. So think about that on your business. Mm-hmm. If you sell time in exchange for people's attention, you're in a retail space right now. I would argue that you came into an industry that's getting disrupted and dismantled Mm -hmm. by Amazon, by huge companies. Kingsway Mall, I love you. Your traffic is down. Mm -hmm. We know that. West Edmonton Mall, your traffic is down because people are going online. How do you take all that information in and say, I got to be very strategic and I got to give something of value to my customers that Um, actually reinstates why you're coming to me? um, So... I have the website as well because I, I have realized if I want to stay uh, relevant in this industry, I need to go with what people are doing. So I've been really focusing on my Facebook, my Instagram, my website, putting all my a lot of time and focus into that because it's the future. And if you're not going to jump on that boat, like it's leaving without you. Mm. So do you think you know that because of your age? Like, it, like you just talk to me about it. Like you're like Ryan. That's a no brainer. Yeah. Like I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> but I talk like I'm in a business where people are like, um, is this internet thing gonna still be around? Right. I'm not yes. kidding you. Yeah. <laughs> right. I, I I do I deal with a lot of automotive dealers and mm-hmm. f- manufacturers, and it's all these like you know I don't know overweight gray haired bald dudes, right? <laughs> so I'm just like, holy shit! Like, are you telling me you think the internet's gonna go away? Like, talk to your kids, idiot. You yeah. Know? Yeah. So like, how do you for you? You're just like, I totally get that. So is that cause your age or is that just cause you're you? Probably just because I'm me. Um, it's, such a, it's such a discriminative <laughs> thing to say about age. Eh? I think it probably is a little bit age. You're on the internet just because of your age. I don't mean it like that in terms of 
I think about we the, grew up in a time absolutely. where like internet is so relevant and it's only getting more and more and more. Um, so I, I just think it is a, definitely a age thing because we get it. It's what we grew up with. Here's a statistic. In 2016, I'm sure it's funny because people who are listening to the podcast right now, you have to understand that I have six eyeballs immediately 45 degree angle to my <laughs> left. So I'm kind of like looking over there because it's like I was taught always to like never turn your back and not be rude. But yeah. so I'm trying to make this a part of everybody. However, in 2016 on Facebook, the highest age bracket of signups were over the age of 55 years old. Oh. The average Instagram user is now 40 years old. Hmm. Fact. And they, they tend to come from a household that has a little bit more money, a little yeah. bit more well to do. So you knowing that, especially with the Facebook, mm-hmm. I mean, what do you think? Um, I think everybody is accepting now what the internet is and what it can Absolutely. do for you. So, Grandma's um, doing the poop emojis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Um, and I think... They just, uh, sorry, I lost my train of thought here. So I, my actual, like my money makers, my, my big spenders are 30, 40 year old women. Mm. They have that income. They have Mm. that money now, um, that they can spend it a little bit more. The 20 year olds, you know, they're in university. They maybe don't have as disposable of an income. They're only working part time. Um, so I do tend, like I, I thrive because I am a small business in a small town. Mm. I have to kind of try to cater to everybody. I can't mm. just be like, this is only for 20 year olds. This is only for 30 year olds. Mm. So I really take a lot of time and, and care. And that's a basket. Like, and this is a good point too, because there's a lot of people who listen to the show. They're, they're coming from really, really small communities. Mm-hmm. And I think small communities, it's weird, even though there's less population, I see those communities as ripe for opportunity because of people like yourself but in like Athabasca, just so you give people context, like three thousand people, yeah, and you're saying, hey, I, I like I can't just diverse like target one audience. I mean, yeah. I got to make it to the mass. Yeah, like how do you do that? Um, so I really I take a lot of care and time in picking out my product and thinking like, you know, that I would wear that, but I could totally see my mom putting that on and wearing it as well with maybe a cardigan over top. Mm-hmm. Just um. Like I, there's one new brand that I branched out into that will be coming in the spring that is pretty young. It's mm-hmm. a pretty young brand, which is a little bit different for me. I, I tend to, like, Dex is my big seller. Dex is very age anything. You mm. can dress it up, down, you can whatever. So it's really, it's great for me. Uh, shout out to Dex. I love my Dex girls. What up, uh, Dex? Yeah, but um, so I brought in another brand. It's very, like, 30 and under for sure. Yeah. Um, but I feel like now that I have the website and it's gaining a lot of traction and people are realizing, oh, this isn't just some crazy website. Like, you know, there's a million out there. You Absolutely. Know if you're actually going to get your product. Absolutely. They're realizing it's sincere. It's a person. Yeah. It's real. Um, I can kind of branch out a little bit more and try a little bit more things. And now having the second store, you know, if it's not selling in Athabasca, I can bring it here. Mm. And if it's not selling here, I take it there. Um, which actually makes me feel a little bit safer. Mm. Um, because I definitely brought a lot of things here that were not selling in Athabasca and they flew out the door within mm. the first week. So that's a huge point. So basically you're saying just cause product doesn't sell in one area, maybe you're just in the wrong area, yeah. maybe the wrong demographic, the wrong yeah. audience. Absolutely. So you basically now matched your product into a bigger market mm-hmm. and it's flying off the shelf. Yeah. Interesting. So it's, I feel between the two stores on the website, even though it's scary because I branched out so hugely, I feel safer in that I've always got an opportunity for a sale. I have three different mm. opportunities for a sale, whereas before I just had the one. And Diversification. It was, please, come, please come buy my stuff. Absolutely. So, um, yeah. What do you say to people who are in business and they think that 
I'm going to give it, oh, I'm going to give a really good example. So I walk around my life and it's, for me, I think as a business person, like this is not a mall. It's like, it's like a, this is like a Cosmo sanctuary for me. So I see everything that's going around me. And as a business person, I'm like there's an opportunity there. There's a missed opportunity there. Yeah. I, I got the new iPhone 10 mm-hmm. and I'm a purist when it comes to the, the phones. Um, so I don't usually like cases, but I have a company that gives me free cases in exchange for shout outs, yep. but it takes a while to get it. So I went to this little like kiosk at the mall mm-hmm. and I went and bought this case and I'm like, oh, I hate the, those chunky cases. And I honestly, even if, even if I break the phone, like I'm one of those people, I'm like, fine, it's just a cost, you know, yep. cost of doing business. But I went back there and I was like, I'm not happy with my case. This was like the next day. Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, we don't do exchanges. And I, like, used it, like, for two seconds and took it right off my phone because I'm like, I want to exchange a case. But I didn't want my money back. I just mm-hmm. want, like, a new case. Yeah. He's like, okay, we, I can't do that for you. And I just looked at him. I'm like, you're a kiosk in a mall. And he's in Millwoodstown Center. <laughs> Poor guy. I hope you're listening to this show, too, because <laughs> I just, like, ousted you. <laughs> you're in Millwoodstown Center, and, and you have a person. And me, if I'm in business, I think about what is this person asking me to do and what's the opportunity? Right. If I take the podcast, the blog, and my social media, I said uh, almost half a million people. Wow. Yeah. So this little $30 case, he could have just, like, treated me so good. And I even offered him. I said, dude, I understand that you don't take back exchanges, but would you mind, like, just making a courtesy out of it? He's like, no. I'm like, but I'll give you a shout-out. Like, what can we do? Didn't care. Didn't understand the Um, value of it. So now I'm talking about it. Right. And it just left a bad taste in my mouth because I'm like, I look at that kind of business owner. And then I look at a business owner like you and many others who are like phenomenal and they're like, okay, maybe this, maybe it's like, quote unquote, not our policy, but we always know there's like an exception to a policy. Right. And it's like, if you know, this customer is going to go out happy and maybe even be back yep. and then talk about the great experience. Mm-hmm. It's a lot. It's worth a lot more than 30 bucks. Right. So like, how would have you, like, if you were going to take that guy and like put him around your arm and say, Hey buddy, like, I'm going to give you some tips. What would a tip be that you would do in that situation? Um, I think real put, world situation, put yourself in your customer's shoes. 100%. Imagine you are your customer. Um, and that is exactly what I do. When somebody is upset about something, my initial reaction, I wasn't even upset. Well, I even, or like, yeah, yeah. you know what I mean? Though? You know, but if they want something that's <laughs> yeah. not typically like, that's not their policy. Yeah. So try to look at it from the customer's point of view and see what, how they're feeling about it before you react. Cause a lot of the times people will complain or ask for something different than what our policy is. And my initial reaction is like, oh, for, you know what the policy is, <laughs> you know? And that's what I want to say, but, so I'm, like, true. but I'm like, no, yeah. calm down. Yeah. You can't do that. Yeah. Um, it's, it's like what you, what you're saying there is such a slippery, hard slope. Here's the concept though. And I get it. It's retail, but at the same token, think about this every, every, for everybody who's listening, it's a really good mentality to have. Psychology is everything. We call it the mask mentality. Mm-hmm. So it's like, even if your like spouse gets you upset about something or your kids get you upset about something or your friends get, you know, that yeah. first initial reaction is usually going to be the worst reaction. Right. So people say things like, yo, just walk away, take your yeah. time, you know, come back to it, sleep on it, all these things. However, when you have the mask mentality, you literally, it's almost like if something is said to you and you're standing like right the distance between me and you are right now. And even if it upsets me, it like actually doesn't get to the place where I'm going to react yet because right. the mask actually intercepts it. Mm-hmm. And then I literally, it calms me down and I think about everything in, in like six dimensional. And it works really, really well because I think as humans, once you figure out yourself, mm-hmm. you've really mastered 
like the universe. When you have Michelle figured out and you know how you, like why you feel when you feel and can totally control that, that's powerful. Yeah. This guy doesn't have the mask. No. He didn't understand that. So you're right. I get it as a retailer where you're like, it's a slippery slope. We got it. We can't resell it. Yeah. All these things. But, and to, unfortunately for him, he didn't see the value in, um, keeping you happy. I mean, I'm not saying I would just be like, no, that's not our policy. Sorry. Try to make them happy. Try to do what you can do. Um, don't just send them away annoyed. It's a right? cell phone case. It's, yeah, exactly. I mean, we can buy these on Amazon for like six bucks. Exactly. For sure. Yeah. Like in his case, eh, sorry, dude. Pretty stupid. Absolutely. But um, yeah, some some people, and I, I need to maybe have a little bit of uh, chat with you about this said mask. Because Absolutely. Because I know, like you said, I'm an emotional person and I know, and everybody jokes about it. You can tell instantly if Michelle's upset or mad or embarrassed because it's like, your customer oh, that face. walked out of the store and I totally wanted to say hi to us. Oh. Yeah, we could wave. Oh, no, she didn't see us anymore. Oh, that's okay. Aww. She's off. Aww. That's okay. She could have said hi. Um, I hear what you're saying. I think, it's, uh, I think it's a really good response, but I think it is a real-world situation. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, what is one thing you've never shared publicly? <sighs> okay. Yeah, Michelle. Um, so I, I guess you had said to take an opportunity to maybe say something that I wouldn't typically mm-hmm. say. Um, and I thought hard and long about this and my stomach's just turning at the <laughs> of actually like speaking out about this. But I think it's important. Um, and I think um, maybe if somebody like me had spoken out about something like this before, maybe I would have reacted quicker. Um, so after I had my second daughter between, you know, a two-year-old and a newborn mm. and a business and a husband that works away, I was so overwhelmed, so overwhelmed. Mm. And I, like not postpartum depression, I wasn't depressed. I just found like, I had a very high anxiety. Mm-hmm. Like things that normally the average person would just slough off. Like to me, it was like eating me inside and I couldn't breathe. So I finally, you know, bit the bullet and I went to talk to my doctor. And he said like, he did this big questionnaire thing to find out if I was depressed or if I was just anxious. And he said, you are just anxious. You have too much on your plate mm-hmm. and you are just not coping with it well. And he said, I think these pills will work wonderfully for you. He's like, they're not going to change you in any way, Michelle. They're just going to help you breathe. Yeah. And so I filled the prescription. Well, it took like about a couple of weeks to fill it. And then it took about a month to actually try it. Because um, in my head, I was like... But here's the thing, okay, and, and, and I, okay, mental health is so important. I know. And I speak at schools and kids are killing themselves and uh, yep. depression and all these terrible things. Yep. You look to the world as so stereotypical in the sense of you have everything together, right? Mm-hmm. Your hair's done, you're bubbly, you're, you know, you're fashionable. You're kind of somebody like if we were to go back to the high school days where you kind of had like people that were, you know, you felt they're bullied or, or, or this or that. You were kind of, you seem like this like consumé perfect person, right? And I think I, 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 I look at you and I'm like, but then when I see your eyes, there's more to that. How do you live inside yourself and then also exude that self? Um, it's a great question. Yeah. It's you introspective are just like and vulnerable. Really asking me some good ones here. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like that. You're like really asking me some great questions great here. Great questions. I wasn't expecting Rhino this. Rhino Show Podcast, baby. <laughs> here we go. We here. I think I... Just remember, it's going to be on YouTube, iTunes, Google Play, uh, and SoundCloud. Yeah, <laughs> yeah thanks for that. Thanks. Um, get that wine. Yeah. <laughs> get that wine. I think I need to 
exude that I have it together to help me keep it together. Mm. Um, I can't, like, even on my days off when I'm at home with the kids, I still shower, do my hair, get ready. Because if I don't, I find that I just, like, I have no energy. I'm, like, I just want to be a slob and I can't get out of bed. I need to get myself up and going. Yeah. Or else, I, I don't know if it's exha- exhaustion is creeping in. And if I don't keep going, I'm just going to fall over. What's the worst part of your day? Like, I, and it's interesting, and I'll, I'll share mine, but what, like... What part of the day do you find, like, I, I really got to, like, over, I got to get over that so that I can, like, be me? Um, I, I think people do have those. I would say, honestly, as much as I hate to say this, the morning. Oh. I am not a morning oh. person, and I wish I was a morning person. I would give anything to be a morning but person. But not, the, okay, but when you say morning person, okay, I'm going to give you my context. Mm-hmm. The One of the hardest parts of my day is the morning. Yeah. I get up at 4.30 every day. I'm a morning person. That's terms not morning. Of, that's the middle of the night. <laughs> Yeah, I'm a middle of the night person, but I have energy and I love it, but yeah. I feel like, you know, and I, I love, you know, I love grooming and taking a shower and doing all those things. However, I feel like it's like an interruption to where I want to go for the day. And I find yeah. that, and I, and I, even myself, like people said, I, I went to schools and I talked about, you know, my mom passed away at a very young age, mm-hmm. uh, traumatic, had a lot of issues with that. Um, anxiety to the max and things like that. So people yeah. are like, Ryan, like, how do you, you, you're so bubbly all the time. And I'm like, but I work at it. Yeah. But the morning for me, once I get past, like, I'm ready to go, I'm, I'm off. And I, it's like a torpedo coming out of the house. Yeah. But that morning, I'm just like, chase. I just want to get showered and get my day together. Yeah. So for you, you say, I got to get up and get at it. Yeah. But that moment before that, like, what does that feel like? And how do you get through that? Um... Well, thankfully I have kids, so they don't give me a lot of time to dwell on it because, mom, we're hungry, mm-hmm. we're hungry. But um, so that, I, is that thankful or is that avoidance? Because that's just meaning you're you're just detouring. Ryan. No, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, well, you know what I mean? So is it thankful or not? Because, yeah. I mean, there's, here's the funny thing about life. Whatever is unsolved, it, 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 like you could go to Tokyo, Japan. And that stuff will come with you. Yeah. Fact. Yeah. You could run all the way to the Arctic, own 25 retail stores, and at the end of the day, you're left with you. Yeah. And it's like a mirror, and it's like the mirror that, like, it's not even, like, you can't get away from it. You're like, there's not a mirror here, but why am I seeing this? Right. Um, I think the, the big thing for me in the mornings when I wake up for that split second where I have five minutes of peace before anything happens is worry. Worry, 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 worry. I'm a big worrier. And, but the thing that's frustrating about Orion is there's nothing you can do. Like, I, mm. I'm, a, I'm, I'm a look to the future kind of person. Mm-hmm. I'm like, what's, what's going to happen if I do this? What's going to happen if I do that? Well, nobody knows. Mm-hmm. Nobody can tell you that. You just have to do it. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I worry about things that are not fixable. You mm-hmm. just got to do it. So that's an annoying part of me mm-hmm. that maybe I appreciate that avoidance with my children because I feel like I dwell, I dwell on something mm-hmm. forever mm-hmm. that does not need to be like, mm-hmm. just move on, get over it. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe 99% of things in life don't even matter. I really think, I really think so. I think yep. people make life complicated. Yeah. You know? And you set the tone for your the way you're going to be. So, I mean, yeah, I, ha- uh, yeah, I have 100,000 things I could worry about all day long, mm-hmm. for sure. I mean, am I going to bankrupt my family? Am I doing the right thing? Am I mm-hmm. raising my children mm-hmm. properly? Are they upset that I'm gone all the mm-hmm. time? Am I being a bad mom? I could go on. Mm-hmm. But I choose not to. I choose happiness. 
I choose to strive for success. I mm -hmm. choose to love my family and my friends and just make the most of it. Enjoy the journey. Because the big thing for me has been I have been worried for the last three years. Mm. Every decision mm. I make just, like, kills me inside. Mm. Like, am I doing the right thing? Am I doing the right thing? And then one day I'm like, stop it. Like, mm. enjoy this. This mm. is your ride. Mm. There's never going to come a time where you're like, oh, my gosh, I'm amazing. I made every right decision. Mm. Absolutely, that's never going to happen. I think for you, your inner me is your biggest enemy. Oh, right? yeah. Your inner yeah. you is your biggest enemy. Maybe we can create a new word, enemy. <laughs> you're, you're very humble. Like, I'm looking. I was... I'm fascinated with how people are, and I'm, I hope that I hope it does. Can I mean, you have listened to my podcast, but I hope that conveys. Yeah. When I talk to people, I'm really trying to talk to them. You are. I'm um, trying to get past barriers, and I, you know, I've looked, I've really watched a lot of great interviewers, and I'm just like, wow, how, why did that interviewer pull that from that person? And then that person went on a different show, and it's like it was flat. Yeah. And they did, they couldn't even get there. Right. And I think that everybody has a story. They want to tell their story. But they want to tell it on their own terms. Yeah. And I think for that to happen, they have to have an environment that they feel is conducive to them. It's like conducive to an accepting feeling. Mm -hmm. If anybody feels like that judgment's coming down the down the slute, yep. the nuance of that just doesn't feel right. Right. So when I talk to people, it's just a conversation. But man, mm -hmm. it's a good one. It is. Yeah. I was so nervous about this and I thought like, oh man, I'm not going to have anything to say and this is going to be so boring and he's going to be like, <laughs> what the heck am I doing here? <laughs> no. But you make it, it's, it's you, you make it awesome, you make it so easy to talk. So. Oh, I appreciate that. Okay. Now what I want to talk about and we're in, and, and uh, I think I'm going to have you on the show again, but I'm going to drill, I'm going to drill you down. This isn't over. That topic's not <laughs> over. You're in fashion. Yeah. Okay. Now. Moving to something lighter. I love I love fashion. Do I consider myself like I, I love fashion, but the one thing I don't like that comes with fashion is the connotation like, well, fashion means this, or fashion right. means that, or fashion means this, or or like I don't know. Like I talk to some people with fashion, it feels like they're trying to like categorize and there's a level of like arrogance slash condescending to it. Right. Like, oh that hat, that outfit. And I'm like, to me, I'm like, no. Like fashion's like art. Yeah. Art's an interpretation. That mm -hmm. interpretation leads to perception. The perception can be your reality, mm -hmm. but it doesn't have to be mine. Yeah. So I love fashion. Now, for all the women out there, huge topic. I get so many messages about this. It, it crushes me to know that there's one person out there that doesn't feel good in their own skin. It really does. And I, I just look at them and I'm like, do you know the chances of being born in life are like, like, 10 times worse than even winning the lotto. It's like 0.000 and like a billion. So the fact that you're even graced with walking this earth means that everybody should feel really good about that. Yep. We get caught up in material and phones and cars and all this bullshit. And I always say, when you die behind your hearse, there's not going to be a U-Haul. Yep. You ain't taking that shit with you. <laughs> so... If you're talking to people, and not just women, I don't want to centerize that, but guys in general, just people, they're coming in your store, maybe there's, maybe they're heavier, not everything's going to be for them. Yep. What do you want them to feel, and what would you tell them as somebody that's, like, fashionable, and then quote-unquote, like, a fashion store owner? Like, what would you tell them? If they said, yo, Michelle, I just don't feel good about myself. Um, like, I, like, I don't feel like I don't want to go shopping because I just don't like my body. And you know that's a fact. I, yeah, oh, I do. Big because time. Because I'm that girl. 
I am that girl. I don't know if you ever read my blog about loving the body you're in. Oh, no. So um, I've struggled my entire life. I've never been happy with my mm. body. There was like one point where I, when I ran the marathon, I was Everyone, happy. I'm going to put that in the show notes. Michelle, you will send me the link to that? Yes, Perfect, yeah. perfect. Um, uh, when I ran the marathon. So I was running three hours a day. Ah, I liked my body then. Um, but then having kids, you know, everything changes and things go differently. You don't have time to work out. And I, at this point in my life right now on this day, mm. I am not comfortable in my body because I'm about 10 pounds heavier than I was about six months ago. And, and, and I know it's unhealthy and I, and I tell myself daily, like, stop, mm-mm, mm-mm, stop. Mm-mm. But let's pause on that because man, everybody always loves their body when they're doing everything and they look at their best. Right. I mean, if that was the case, I think everybody would be happy at any given time. I always say, though, like your happiness is dependent on when you're like in your worst scenario. Mm -hmm. So like, how do you like you judge yourself and you're like, I'm happy when I'm running and I know my body's great. But then how do you like, how come you can't feel happy when it's not? So I wouldn't say that I don't feel happy. I'm happy. I just um, get frustrated in the morning. Like, whereas before when I was running, Mm. I I could put on anything in my closet. I could close my eyes, pull out anything. And I was like, yeah, I'm rocking this. But 10 pounds later, I'm like, ah, it doesn't look like it used to look. Yeah, yeah. Um, So I don't know. My stories yesterday, it was kind of funny. I had a moment of honesty. I said to everybody, I'm like, I'm trying this on. And I find lately, I I find myself saying, I'm typically a small, but I size it up to a medium in this. Maybe I'm just a medium now. (laughs) Maybe I'm just not (laughs) a small anymore. Maybe I didn't size up because it's small. It's because that's my size. (laughs) Yeah. So it was yeah, a moment of, yeah. Okay. Straight up, eh? Yeah, Realization. But, so it's not, I wouldn't say that I'm unhappy because I don't have a body to be ashamed of or unhappy mm-hmm. about, but it's it's not my perfect body. Um, so I feel like I can relate a lot to women that come in because I do understand what that feels like. Mm. I do, and I, I have been, there's been points in my life where I've been heavier, um, maybe not overweight, but heavier. Mm. And I know what that feels like. So mm. I try my best to just say like, hey, you know what? Let's try some stuff on. Mm. Let's try on different sizes. You know, like maybe you don't want to try on that mm. size because it's, a bigger size than mm, you're used to. Mm. Sizing means nothing. Mm. Some jeans, I'm a 26, some I'm a 30. Mm. Like, True. don't even yeah. look at True. the size. True. Like that People is, say that about the scale too, man. It's exactly. about the toning and everything. Oh, like, yeah. And yeah. I mean, like, yeah. you can be 100, like, I am the same weight now that I was a couple years ago, and I look way different now. Yeah. I look, like, fluffier then. I'm just holding it differently, yeah. right? So yeah. that kind of thing, it's just, you just got to do what's good for you. Like say Lululemon, I've always been a Lululemon size six and I've been not liking wearing my shorts. So I went and I bought a size eight and I looked skinnier. I felt skinnier. I felt better because they fit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, it's I always wonder if people gain weight, does it go to their feet? <laughs> That's the only thing I care about the other day. Like, does it go to their feet? No, but their feet do grow when you get pregnant. Uh, I'm, uh. So, uh, Let's let's segue into feet. Okay. Feet. Why oh my gosh. you're a fashion person. Yes. So when somebody comes in or you meet somebody or even your personal life, professional life, what's the first thing you look at? Like is there is it a like is it like you know is there anything where you like you just know like you just find your eyes like you're just like I don't know why I do that but man like that's the first thing I notice. Um I think a person's honestly I think I look at their face first. Mm. Um just because I to get that, like, you can tell when somebody walks in, are you going to be able to say, hey, how's it going? Mm. Or is it going to be like, oh, hi, how are you? Mm-hmm. Um, 
so I think it's their face I look at first. And then, of course, they're coming into my store. Of course, I'm going to look at what they're wearing to kind of, like, not to judge mm, it, mm. but to kind of get an idea of what. Judging! No! <laughs> but they're good. Yeah. <laughs> Judging! You didn't buy that yeah. here. No. Yeah. Um, just to kind of see, like, what they might be interested in. Like, yeah. what's their style? You know, are they wearing a dress? Are they a jeans person? Like, what, what can I kind of push them towards Absolutely. if they need help? Um, but I think the first thing, yeah, is their face to see what kind of a mood they're in, you I know, guess. Now, this is the thing. My foot thing started when I was 13 years old. And I literally was at band camp because I used <laughs> to be a part of this, like, marching band. So I do, like, okay. the percussion and play the trumpet. And I was a part of this church youth group at the time. And it was, uh, we were on the bus. We flew to Toronto, and then we took the bus, and we went all the way through, like, the Maritimes. So I was just chilling on the bus, and there was, like, this redhead girl, like, freckles, doing her feet on the bus. And I was just, like, was, and I had, like, my friend beside me. I'm like, oh, she's doing her feet. And I was, like, so hooked. And I'm not saying she was not attractive, but she was not attractive. <laughs> but her feet were amazingly attractive. And I just was hooked on her the whole trip. And so, like, people are like, they couldn't understand. And I'm like, we got to see your feet. And it just, it just carried forward. So even before I met my wife and, like, I would date, even if we met in wintertime, and women use this whole excuse, like, oh, you know, my feet are covered. I don't have to take care of my feet because it's wintertime. I'm like, right. bullshit. So I'd be in the restaurant. i be like, you need to take off your boots. I need to see your feet. No. Because if your feet were fucked up, that's it. No grenades. <laughs> no grenades. So I was just, you know, it's just something I've always, like, observed. And what I found interesting about it is it seemed like women who are older mm -hmm. took better care of their feet than younger. And yeah. I think there was a mental thing because of that. Because I feel like, and it, that is, it is a generalization. There's always an exception to the rules, so I understand what I'm saying right now. But mm -hmm. I think that people focus on what only people see. Mm -hmm. Whereas the feet, not necessarily. Yeah. But to me, it shows the character. Because if you're taking care of something that people don't necessarily see, you seem like you're a complete person. Mm -hmm. that's, that's the generalization I get. And it's often true. And it's like, if somebody had nasty feet, like their car's a mess. It's like very derived things to it. So, and, and everybody you mentioned, do you have nice feet too? What's really weird about it is they all laugh. But if you say like, let me see, they're like, no. <laughs> so it's something that is very, very prominent. There's zillion dollar industry, yeah, yeah. tattoos, jewelry, mm -hmm. pedicures, mm -hmm. lotion, frilly things. Many designers, Roberto Cavalli, one of them, said he could judge a model from their ankle down. Fact. What? So, what do you think? Um, sparkles. Sparkles. <laughs> I do have sparkly toes. Um, I, I see where you're going with this. Why do you care about feet, though? Well, because... You, you're like, there's sparkles. It's uh, winter. <laughs> like you got themes. <laughs> it's Christmas. Everything's supposed to be glittery. Uh, <laughs> even your toes. Even yes. my toes. Okay. Um, I, I don't, my husband looks at my toes. Even though nobody else sees them, he sees them. I don't want to look at gross feet. <laughs> <laughs> See, but nobody... Like, you're a fashion person. Like, why is that? Why are people getting tattoos on their feet? Why is there anklets? Why is there jewelry? Like, why are... There's, like... I mean, God, like, there's shoes. Yeah. I mean, we could argue the fact that... Yo, if you have a pair of shoes, I mean, you can get A to B. Why is there like a zillion dollar? Why do Jimmy choose cost? I don't know. Right. You know? Right. I, I don't know. Why is there uh, policies at work where there's no open-toed shoes allowed? Fact. That's in, cor in their corporate offices. Yeah. No open-toed shoes. I'm not going to stump you on this one. I it's an interesting topic. I know. I don't know. I see where you're going with it, but 
even a shoe store owner, it's like, you know, when you're sitting down, it's like, okay, do you have the little sock? Yeah, you yeah. know, you sit down and, you know, right away, I mean, it's so funny too. Years ago, this is like when I was young, I used to manage at Aldo. Okay. So I call myself like the black version of Al Bundy. Remember Mary with Children? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So like, women would come in and be like, oh, you must be a size six. So <laughs> here's this and this. So this one lady came in one time. This is a true story. And I said, listen, she was so well taken care of, except for the, the feet. And I said, I think there was a Vose around the corner or something at the time. I said, I'm going to give you 15% off the shoes if you go get a pedicure and come back. <laughs> Although if you're listening, you're probably like, don't ever, don't ever teach her stuff like that ever again. But... The lady was like, wow, like you notice the details of it. Um, it's just something that I think is important. My business card is literally a sock. Yep. Um, it's, it's, it's a topic that I'm, I'm still trying to run a competition or some sort of Instagram thing mm -hmm. to do with feet. Mm -hmm. I just can't f come up with something that's not creepy. Right. So on the spot, and we're going to make this part of the podcast. What, because we're going to do a giveaway for okay. your store. Yep. How can we incorporate feet into the giveaway? And we're going to do a joint. We're going to do a joint one. We're going to figure all, out all the details after the podcast, but we're going to do a joint something with feet, L gift card giveaway. Well, since we are in the holidays, can yeah. we see people's holiday pedicures? Ooh, okay. Okay. So how about pedicure? we're going to do, and we'll get all the details about what if we do, you take a picture of your holiday pedicure. Oh, I like that. That's a good one. That's a good hashtag too. Yeah. I haven't really seen that one. Ooh, I like that. Okay, I'm not publishing this until we launch the contest, <laughs> but <laughs> I like that one. So you take a picture of your holiday pedicure, tag it with at Ryan Holtz one at L's Closet, Closet Boutique, Boutique yeah. um, and the, the Ryan Holtz Show podcast, and we're going to pick one person to give away the gift card to. So we're going to ramp it up, and then I'm going to actually share out the pictures. Okay. And it's going to be maybe creepy at first, but this thing is going to take <laughs> off, and it's going to make a lot of sense. Okay. My wife knows my addiction to feet, and when we're in public, she is hilarious because she's like, she doesn't worry. She's like, he doesn't even really look at women, but she's like, if she sees me look below the knee, she's like, stop looking at her feet. Stop looking at her feet. I'm like, I can't help it. Sunglasses and all. Um, is there anything else before we get into our fire round that you would like to make mention of? Yes, anything. I would. Um, so you are very focused on feet yep. and that they're a full person. If they're, yep. yeah. So anyways, I remember from one of your podcasts, okay. you were talking about um, how you enjoy the finer things in life, Yep. Um, but you found out you're actually quite frugal because you said to your wife, all of my underwear have holes. Oh my God, good for you. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. And you were like, should I buy some new underwear? Yeah. And she's like, yeah, Ryan, yeah. you should. Yeah. So you said, so I just ordered that shit off Amazon because yeah. I wasn't going to go and buy this yes. expensive underwear. Yes. Which I don't understand for a person who enjoys finer Ooh. things in life. So I got something oh, for you. Oh, thank you. Because I think you need to enjoy the oh finer underwear in life oh as well. Oh my God. Wow. <laughs> Honey, she gave me underwear. I don't know if it's supposed to mean anything, but don't worry about it. Thank you so much. You're welcome. These are so good. So these are weekday boxer. Ooh, very nice. Thank you very You're much. You're welcome. Okay. Well, I got some undies. This is good. They're not tidy whities I like them. I think they're good. Um, but is there anything else? I'm going to allow you to plug yourself and everything in the end. Don't worry about that. Um, but is there just anything else you'd like to say? I mean, any tips to any business owners? I mean, you've gotten some great growth in three years, mm -hmm. which is absolutely fantastic. I think we all um, read a lot of business blogs or see the latest news, and I think I, I, I think people take it seriously, but I think it's so much in your face that they don't understand the reality. And the reality is our, our world is switching, mm -hmm. and this mobile device is like the remote control to your life, yeah. and that is a fact. Yeah. So having said that as a business owner, 
this, what would you tell somebody even wanting to come down your path in retail? Um, get social, get active, get, um, be real, be you, but, um, but be you online, um, figure out how to be you online. Mm -hmm. I think it works for me because I am, I, I think you can attest that Mm -hmm. I am me. Mm -hmm. Like the same mm -hmm. person you met today is the same person that you mm -hmm. were seeing on my Instagram feed. Uh, absolutely. Um, so I think it's important to put yourself out there. I'm like you talk about branding yourself. Mm -hmm. So I didn't even realize I was doing it when I first started out, but I've tried to brand myself. And you're coming up on that 10,000 uh, follower yes. mark. That's a pretty exciting. It is. It is. Um, I'm really excited for the swipe up option and all those kind of things. But I'm just, I'm excited that I, it's taken me a while to do it, but it's, I feel like it's organic. Mm -hmm. I feel like I'm actually um, reaching people that are real mm. and, uh, you know, talk to me and are interested in like actually reacting to my stories and reacting to my pictures and knowing who my kids are. And um, so I think you got to be ready to be a little bit of an open book. Mm. Um, be out there. And having said that, uh, yeah, this whole th premise online of personal and professional, mm -hmm. right? We're in an age where men and women are talking and it's generalized, but you know, back in the day, it's like, well, if you're in a relationship, why would you talk to like another woman? And a lot of people right. really thought that. Yep. I think online with all the online dating slash, I mean, I've talked to lots of women on Instagram and they get racy messages and they have <laughs> pictures of their husband and, but they still get some crazy stuff. Yep. I mean, you put yourself out there and you have a conversation with people, but people are still under this thing where they're like, Ryan, if I put too much out there, I just don't want that negativity coming back. And I always rebuttal with just saying, it, there's, there's not an option. No. You got to like show your personality. Yeah. You have to stick your neck out. Um, I think you can be really selective about what you show. I mean, if you go on my Instagram, it's, you know, I show a lot about my family and stuff, mm -hmm. but I don't show certain things that I barely show my house. I don't. Yep. You know, I don't show extended family. Mm -hmm. I don't, you know, I'm not giving you a plot of where I am in the day. Yep. A lot of my stories, a lot of people don't even know this on Snapchat and Instagram. They're not even real time. So, yep. I mean, <laughs> I do things very strategically, but yep. then I still want to give you the glimpse. Yep. So for you, you do a good job of really doing that too. Mm -hmm. But I'm going to get into some of my pet peeves. Okay. On social media. Okay. Number one, when somebody... And I don't know if this is like my empathy or like appreciation of people's time. When I comment on your photo mm -hmm. and you don't reply back, it's so rude. Yep. And it's like, if you want to play the whole, like I have this many followers and you have this or whatever, yep. I look at my, I got a great online foundation and I still every day, this is fact, I wake up. I go through my followers, yep. I pick five random people and I look at their grid and I tell them, have a great day. Or if I see that they're an engineer, I'm like, you know, I hope engineering is good. I literally direct message five people That's awesome. every morning. Wow. And I would say when I first started, one out of five would get back. Mm -hmm. Now it's like three out of five. There you go. But people that have half of the following I do still like, they're like, like, yeah. and I don't get that. Cause I'm like, if you're trying to connect with people, we're, just remember, we're not con we're connecting with people. Mm -hmm. We're not connecting with a number. We're not connecting with an impression, a click-through. I don't think very many people understand that. We're people. Yeah, I don't think a lot of people grasp that. And I know myself, there's been days where I've been super busy and I have missed out. I try, I try mm. hard to respond to everybody. Um, but, you know, like... There's still no excuse. No, I, and there's not. No, and there's I got to be better about so it. So from this day forward, what, what's the date today? Oh. Well, uh, can we make a pact? It is... Um, God, what day is it? My November 17th. Me. November 17th. 
every comment that comes on your page <laughs> is going to get responded to. Oh, okay. Fact? Okay. Fact. Okay. Stamped. Uh, what time is it? 4.04 p.m. to be precise okay. in Edmonton, Alberta, Canada. Okay, but can I ask a question? Absolutely. What about those random ones where people are like, star, 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 happy face? Crap, they're probably spam anyway. Okay, so you just... No, but I only <laughs> well, I consider an actual engagement comment when somebody's like, you know, hi, how are you? Or thank you so much. Or hey, yeah. I love those shoes. People are like, oh, come visit my website. Or hey, there's that free product. Or yeah. thumbs up or emoji. But when somebody's like putting like four or five words, mm-hmm. you know, and then going in... I mean, you kind of know they're somewhat real, and I know yeah. there's all these engagement groups and things like that that yeah. are in the mix, but I just think it's, I think it's really important. So um, so that's social media-wise. T- that's another tip. Another one is texting. Mm-hmm. So we live in a world now where you'll give, like, two paragraphs, and you're like, oh, hi, how are you? And it's like the person responds back with, like, one thumbs up. <laughs> it drives me nuts, <laughs> right? So when I was Instagram messaging you, I'm going through, going through, and then I'm like, she didn't respond to that. I wrote two paragraphs and that says scene, the scene. So good. eh? I'm so oh, detailed, but we scene. have these, I, and, I, and I call this like a digital deep dive because there's funny little interactions. And then when you talk to people about it, everybody's like, yeah, I totally know what you mean. Yeah. What do you think of that? Um, no, I agree. It's uh, rude. Um, but in, scene. in my defense, which there's no excuse, kids yeah scene. i like i'm like okay i'm gonna respond to that and then mom i'm hungry and yeah. then i forget and I, i'm like the worst memory in the world yeah. so i will uh, attest to that that i suck at absolutely things um so yeah it's rude and i i own it i've been rude and i apologize to people, to you, to people I ran rude to. Love it, love it, love <laughs> um, it. It's not intentional. It's never, like, intentional. It's honestly, like, I'm just, I get distracted quickly. I'm like, I'm squirrel. You know, that's me. Um, and, I do, and I'm focusing on that. I love on it. That. Fire round, ready? Yep. Quick answer, sneakers or heels? Heels. What's for dinner tonight? Uh, probably chicken salad. Are you a hunter or gatherer? Together. Okay. Uh, you are a you are a new addition to a crayon box. What color would you be? Purple glitter. <laughs> Purple <laughs> glitter. I love it. <laughs> I love it. Who would win the fight between Superman and Batman? Uh, Superman. Okay. Uh, what is the number one thing that drives you? Uh, my kids. Proudest moment personally. My kids. Biggest professional accomplishment? Mm, Specific. When I got uh, an award for business integrity. Mm. How do you define success? Happiness. What is, hap- what is happiness? Love, Somebody's friends. Somebody's trying to bullshit me. What? Mm-hmm. <laughs> how do you define happiness? How do, just being... Con- uh, no. Uh, hashtag um. Hashtag, hashtag what? Hashtag ah. Um, uh, hashtag guess, answer. How do I define happiness? Mm-hmm. Just being with my friends and my family. Just being me. Beautiful. Um, what are yeah. you scared of? Ooh, failure. Okay. Do you believe in winning and losing or winning and learning? Winning and learning. What means more, winning or losing? Pick one. It's a great question. Um, winning. Okay. Do you have a role model? Um, not really any particular person. 
I think if I had to like say one person, it would be, um, oh my God. And this isn't, it's just because me and names are horrible. Uh, Dragon's Den. Arlene? Arlene. Arlene, okay. I love Arlene. She is a babe. I love Arlene. No doubt. Maybe we got to talk to Arlene's peeps and get her on. Get her on. Yeah. I'm telling you, the other one lives uh, really close to me in uh, Michelle Romano. Okay, she's like a few blocks over from me and my because me and my wife have a home in BC. Right. Yep. Yeah, in Invermere area there. So it's, she's really cool. Oh, awesome. Um, what is your favorite thing to do? Um, work. Okay. What could you actually teach me? And you're actually going to do it. I'm going to hold you to it. <laughs> what could you actually teach me? I could teach And that's like, that's like a great question. Like if somebody came up and said, yo, what can you teach me? I could teach you how to do a cartwheel. <laughs> <laughs> that is awesome. Okay. Okay. Like that. Uh, uh, when you think of Edmonton, what is the first word that comes to mind? The Oilers. God. One piece of advice you would give someone who is scared shitless? Just jump. And if they jump and they don't know if they're going to get caught, because that's probably why they're scared shitless, what would you tell them? Oh. You can't succeed if you don't try. Okay. You, I don't know. Oh, it's good. Oh, good. It's your answers. Right, yeah, your answers. Okay. Just remember, these will be recorded for life. You're now immortal. God. Okay. 15, when you, when you think, when you hear the word star, what is the first thought that comes to mind? Twinkle, twinkle. Ah, I <laughs> like that. That is quick. Um, okay, this is the final round uh, concluded. Um, plug yourself. How does everybody reach out to you? Uh, so you can name out your uh, social media handles and your website. Um, so, yeah, we have our website, www.elscloset.boutique.ca. Um, we are on Facebook, Els Closet. We are on Instagram, Els Closet Boutique. Um, yeah, and if you want to be a part of our VIP Facebook page, just type in Els Closet VIP. You will get, uh, you'll have to ask to be a part. Of course, I'll just add you in and you'll get some special deals, some VIP deals that not everybody gets. So mm. check it out. And actually, make sure you watch our stories because we just had. The other day, uh, 30% off using code Insta30, mm. and it was only able for, like, you can only know about this code through watching our Insta stories. We didn't post it anywhere else. Mm. Just to see how many people were paying attention to us. Mm. Turns out a lot. So it was quite successful, and we'll probably do it again. Interesting. I like these little ways of using it. Um, Michelle, I'm going to end off by saying you're a phenomenal person. Um, very nice to have you on the show. Thank I've you. been following you so much. Um, I've been accustomed to all your pictures. Where in the place are you taking the pictures? You had like pajamas on the other day. That's at the Athabasca. Is that the shop. Athabasca? Yeah. So you have all these, and it's kind of the same shots and whatnot. Uh, I want to encourage people to um, go on iTunes, Google Play, um, and Stitcher and review the podcast. Uh, we've had so many messages, um, and we have listeners, man. We I even got like four messages from China the other day, which is really, really cool. Um, the podcast is designed just to inspire people, have fun with people, have real talk. Um, nobody listens to radio anymore. Radio's kind of out, so this is a cool format. We get to say what we want when we want. I do encourage any business owner to think about a podcast as it's a passive way of talking to your customer base, past, present, and future. Mm -hmm. um, everyone, this has been episode 20 of the Ryan Holt Show. I love you. We also are on Instagram on a new uh, handle at Ryan Holt Show Podcast. And you can always connect with me at Ryan Holtz One on all of the uh, 
platforms. Michelle, thank you. Thank you. Boom Dizzle, we out.